That kind of sounded like the end of the season for them. And uh, that all fits in with uh, the end of the uh, football season for everything. Super Bowl this weekend. Big letdown for Coach Turf, man, I tell you. Good news and bad news, though, is that uh, the entire team is returning. That, uh... <laughs> yeah, well... <laughs> We'll see what happens. I tell you, man, you, you got to be on their side, though, man. They're, they got all heart, that's for sure. That's that's what uh, college ball is all about, playing from the heart. We'll try to see if we can find another feature program that we can uh, start airing at, at this period of time. Anyway, good morning, folks. It's a Friday edition. It's the 10th day of February. And uh, right now we have 68 degrees inside our studio here and 48 degrees outside. No, 41. 41 outside. Yesterday afternoon. It was nice. (laughs) It was so nice. (laughs) The temperatures, even the, the breeze was comfortable until a little later on. But, uh, boy, it was windy at, uh, you know, 8 or 9 o'clock. But... What a nice day. Yes, it was. And uh, it's deceivingly, you thought, this morning waking up, it might be kind of like it was yesterday. but Nope. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of a letdown. Showing 41 now, showing 48 hour high, and it's going to be cloudy all day. Looking ahead, though, uh, tomorrow, 45 and sunny. Sunday, 52 and sunny. Next Monday, 55 and mostly sunny. And so, you know, the weekend's going to be okay. Yeah, so what's those overnight lows dipping down to? I, I need to know for heating purposes. <laughs> and where do I find that? Uh, the little number right beside it, I think. Oh, okay, I get it. Yeah, oh, 24, 25, 26. Yeah. It's going to be chilly at night, folks. Yeah, well, it is, after all, still February. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. All right, well, let's see here. Today, a free-for-all edition, and um, right now, we believe that we're only broadcasting on 97.1 WATH, our FM signal, which soon will be switched to 97.3 and have a much larger signal area. Uh, I know some of our promos are a little ahead of time in saying 97.3, but... Uh, we'll, we'll, it'll all work out. <laughs> but um, in any case, 97.1 is on the air. We have our engineers engaged in what might be wrong out at uh, our AM transmitter out on Armitage Road. All right, so uh, just enjoy us, okay? And don't worry about all that stuff. Let us worry about it. Worry? Who's worried? Who's worried? <laughs> not, not me. Not me. Not me. Why isn't that thing on? You know. Um, uh, you yeah. know, I, I, it was funny. Um, this morning, I, I had my own stumbles. And um, as we well know, you know, there's, and we've talked and discussed a couple of times, you know, how fortunate things are. But any, uh, the way on the way this morning, I, I kind of forgot my my stepson <laughs> and I, whom I was supposed to drop off at school. Uh-oh. <laughs> and I had to turn around and go back. <laughs> and uh, anyways, uh, you know, we were. he was like, oh, 
uh, I really hate that, you know. And I was like, oh, it's not your fault. And I said, he's like, and I said, you know what? I said, if that's the worst thing that happens today, I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, I hope that is the case. Well, I as well. <laughs> so far, so good, Dave. Sure. I mean, uh, uh, it, it's it's all wonderful. I mean, uh, here in within my little bubble anyway. Now, outside the bubble, I don't know. It might be <laughs> a little bit crazy out there. <laughs> well, let's, uh, let's try to stay in the bubble today. All righty. All right, so uh, as is customary when we have a free-for-all. And by the way, let me let you know, uh, we're starting a new effort to schedule a number of guests that we've had over the years and a lot of new ones. And uh, I'm, um, uh, well, we're working on it, okay? So that uh, you might have three free-for-alls, maybe Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then on Tuesdays and Thursdays, guests. Or it could be anything. But whatever it is, we're trying to get more guests and learn more about our community yeah, I, and the region and the worthwhile organizations and all that. Absolutely. And, you know, this is probably a good time to put out a call. If you've got uh, uh, something coming up, you're part of an organization or event, that that party line might be a good opportunity for you to uh uh, help spread the word on. Uh, give us a call. We'll, uh, you know, more than gladly uh, talk it over with you, and 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 hopefully be able to set something up where we could get you on here in some way. In fact, uh, let me take it one step further, um, because we're still getting all our phone systems working right, and I don't always get my messages. But um, my email, and I think I've given this before on the air, but not too often is Palmer D, so P-A-L-M-E-R-D, at W-X, like Xerox, T, like Tom, Q, like Quebec, dot com. Okay? Palmer D at W-X-T-Q dot com. And I know we're broadcasting on W-A-T-H, but that's just how our email is set up. All right, let's get to work. So, on this day in history, and once again, we're talking about February 10th. In the year 60, that's a long time ago, St. Paul thought to have been shipwrecked at Malta. Yep. Um, Do you know much about this yourself? No, not a bit. Well, I, I, I'll tell you, I... I was a science guy more than I was a historian. And, and, and as much history, this is kind of biblical as well. Uh, there's uh, accounts of this in the Bible, actually, in Acts uh, chapter 27, if I'm not mistaken. But <laughs> basically, um, in approximately 60 A.D., a ship carrying about 276 men and a cargo of grain shipwrecked off the coast of Malta... And a religious group uh, dedicated to finding evidence that supports scripture uh, were on board. And two of the passengers on that ship uh, were biblical writers, Paul and Luke. Oh, yes. And they were on their way to Rome, Paul as a prisoner and Luke as his attending physician and friend. through Luke's meticulously detailed account of the voyage and shipwreck, as recorded in Acts chapter 27, uh, we can today today undertake a journey back in time to find the remains of that shipwreck. Is uh, 
what uh, is said. And uh, uh, so I guess uh, here recently they actually in, uh, I believe, I was reading someplace, they found uh, four anchors discovered in the 60s, and experts say that they have identified one uh, they believe to have belonged to the ship that once carried St. Paul. Wow. Yeah, so uh, I think that, that that's kind of interesting. So, you know, uh, history and the Bible all coming together like that, and then, you know, the evidence of, of you know, Paul's writings and uh, so forth in the Bible, uh, it, it's, it's pretty cool. Once again, this is February 10th. And um, here we go from the year 60 to the next event listed is in the year 1720. That's a big jump. <laughs> not a lot happened in yeah. 1700 well, years. <laughs> at least not on the date of February 10th. Uh, that's true. <laughs> anyway, but now we've got a bunch of things. Uh, so in the year 1720, Edmund uh, Haley, wasn't it, appointed as the second... Astronomer Royale at the Greenwich Observatory. We have an observatory here in Athens. Do you have one over in Jackson? No, okay. no, no. Unfortunately, we don't. You know, uh, I went to, to college um, at EKU, and they had a magnificent... What uh, city is EKU? Uh, it's in Richmond, Kentucky, just okay. south of Lexington. And uh, Have man. we talked about Kentucky in my... Berea, Berea is what I'm in some. Well, way. then you know where you know where uh, Richmond is. Then, yeah. <laughs> and, and Frankfurt. And, yep. Yeah. Yep. 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 I love Kentucky. Yeah, it's beautiful. Um, absolutely. I spent 14 summers at a music workshop there in Berea. Hmm. Uh, th that that and it's it's a world famous music workshop. Absolutely. Uh, that little community actually in college, which is maybe not as little as it used to be but it's very uh well known for its arts and and things like that 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 come out of there yes indeed well anyway we're a little off track here let's go back to because um, this all started with haley, uh, <laughs> Edward do, you, haley. do you have have you, have you a an observatory in jackson no no we do not have an observatory in jackson dave <laughs> okay well anyway um 1720. Okay, 1783, the Treaty of Paris. Well, you you know who you know who he was, right? Haley, Edward Haley. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, okay. Help me I, out. Let, he was Haley's comet. Remember? Yes. Uh, so if, if you don't remember, he's the one that predicted the return. Uh, 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 every I can't remember how many even years it is now. What is it? It's more than 15. It was. Something that happened, uh, what was interesting was he predicted it, and it happened 15 years after his death, and it happens every uh, like 80-some years or something like that. The, I, I can remember it was 1986 um, because I remember whenever it came through in 1986, I was like a junior in high school, junior or senior in high school, and... Uh, uh, I remember thinking my grandfather, the last time it had come through, my grandfather was a young boy and had witnessed it. And I just thought that was kind of interesting and, uh, and neat. Uh, set to appear again in 2061, by the way. Hopefully many of us are around to see that. <laughs> Let's see here. 
That's the, like 40 years from now. <laughs> 61. Yeah. 38 years. Uh, that, it's unlikely. <laughs> See, and unlikely, but... 2023, well, you Not might. probable, but possible. <laughs> right. The lifestyle I live... It would be neat to see Haley's Comet twice. Hmm. Let me see. If I added 40... Well, it would even be neat to see, and I'm sure in the most recent time, it was all filmed. Oh, yes, absolutely. To see a video or something like that of it. All right, well, Haley's Comet. I had another thought that came to mind, and I have lost it already. Let's, let's move on. So... The next event was on this date in 1763. The Treaty of Paris ends the French-Indian War, surrendering Canada to Britain. Um, so be it. 1824 on this date. I think it's Simone Bolivar, named director of the Congress of Peru. 1879, Henry Morton Stanley departs for the Congo. Now, now this this it, sounds it, like... <laughs> I, I'm thinking about salt and pepper right now. Did he have Henry Morton Stanley? Uh, like at Morton Salt? Yeah. Um, I thought he was more uh, like Stanley and Livingston, didn't they? I mean, weren't they explorers or something like that? Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, well, let me. I, who was the who? Morton Salt was named for whom? Now, Sir that, Henry Morton okay. Stanley, and and it, it, was, it, it, it was him actually. Yeah, you you are correct. Wow. I mean, yeah. So it, Got it lucky that yeah. Uh, Sir Henry Morton Stanley and his expedition to Africa. They've got some information about it on uh, YouTube there. So uh, evidently he must have uh, figured something out. <laughs> when it rains, it pours, right? Yeah. <laughs> Granules. Um, that was subtle. Okay, 1906, the battleship, uh, the British battleship, HMS Dreadnought, launches after only 100 days renders all other capital ships obsolete with its revolutionary design. Huh. The Dreadnought? Yeah. That's a that's an interesting uh, name, that's for sure. And I'd love to see a picture of this, but on the radio, we won't worry about it. <laughs> 1952 is the last event we have here of historical nature. I'm sure there's many others, but... On this date in 1952, India holds its first general election. Prime Minister Jawaharlal Nehru remains in power. Okay, famous birthdays. Boris Pasternak. I've heard this name a number of times, but for the life of me, I can't recall why. But he was born on this date in 1890. He passed in 1960. Um, even though you're not a, <clears throat> a lover of poetry, he is a Russian poet, novelist, and composer, and uh, literary translator, it says. Well, so That's not my thing, but um, <laughs> still, um, we recognize him. Uh, the next one is that of Harold Macmillan. 
M-A-C-M-I-L-L-A-N. He was born on this date in 1894, died in 1986. Uh, I believe he was a uh, former prime minister, was a British comfort, uh, conservative statesman and politician who was prime minister of the United Kingdom from 1957 until 1963. Uh, was a little bit uh, ahead of my time, but uh, caricatured as Super Mac. Uh, he was known for... Uh, his wit and different things like that. He was uh, badly injured as an infantry officer during the First World War, mm-hmm. but uh, served as their prime minister there. So cool. Elizabeth, Elizabeth Banks is um, celebrating her 49th birthday today. I'm drawing a blank. American actress and filmmaker, quite possibly. Yep, born in 1974, playing in uh, Eiffel, uh, Effie uh, Trinket. I haven't seen that. She played, oh, wait a minute. No, she played Effie Trinket. Yes, I have seen that. If you've seen the Hunger Game film series, which uh, aired between 2012 and 2015, uh, she played in that. She also played as Gail Abernathy McFadden in Pitch Perfect film okay. series from yep. 2012 to yep. 2017. All right. Well, an actress. Yeah. And the last famous birthday. Oh, she also starred in uh, Charlie's Angels. Oh. Yeah, so a film back in 2019. So, yeah. You got a picture there? Yeah. Okay. I remember. That helps. Yep. Leotine or Leotine Price. And um, I believe this is a woman. And she is celebrating her 96th birthday today. She's an an American soprano. Uh, She was the first African-American soprano to receive international acclaim. From 1961, she began a long association with the Metropolitan Opera, where she was the first African-American to be a leading performer. She regularly appeared at the world's major opera houses, including the Royal Opera House, San Francisco Opera, uh, the Lyric Opera of Chicago, and uh, La Scala, Mm -hmm. (laughs) at La Scala. So uh, I'm I'm leaving the topic completely, uh, but we'll come back to it. Um, I have just been overwhelmed recently on television by is it J J Lo uh, an attractive African American woman with a I, whale of a personality I think Jennifer Lopez is J Lo maybe that's it yeah and she seems to be hosting all sorts of things including her own show and Man, um, she she is um, lively and expressive, and I just kind of think she's doing a great job. I don't know why I brought that up. Yeah, I, I think J-Lo is uh, Latino more. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, it, it, it's J... Who'd you think it was? Jennifer Lawrence. 
or Jen, I'm sorry, not Jen, Jennifer Lawrence. Jen, Jennifer Lopez is who I thought you were talking about. Well, I don't know, but it's, <laughs> it seems like I can find her on some channel almost any time. Yeah. All right, well, <clears throat> we'll figure this out, and I'll make a note. Two famous deaths to share. One is Tamur Khan, T-E-M-U with um, the two dots over it. R is the first name, last name Khan, K-H-A-N. Born in 1265, died on this date in 1307. I, there's so many Khans, K-H-A-Ns, that have made history. Yeah. What's his thing? Uh, I, was he, let's see, Emperor Chinzong of Yon, let's see, da, da, da. I'm, I'm wanting to think there has to be some correlation there to Genghis Khan, but I don't think that he is him by no, he, uh, 1265 to 1307. He may have been a, a descendant of Genghis Khan then quite possibly, so. Well, this next one none of us have ever heard of, so I kind of held it off till last. Shirley Temple. <laughs> Born in 1928, died in 2014 on this date. Um, as a kid, my parents certainly encouraged me to watch all of those. And it would be fun to do it again. I, I remember my mom was a big Shirley Temple fan whenever yeah. she, she talked about her a lot whenever I was a kid. In our home, we had one television. And it was a sort of a console thing. Mm -hmm. and, um, and it was black and white. And um, what, when, what year did color TV start to kick in? Do a little search on that. Color television. I I remember this TV so well. And uh, there was certain um, children's programming that I enjoyed. Who was the guy with the white hair and the white beard? Captain? Oh, Captain Kangaroo? No. No. This was a, a, a male person. Oh well, it doesn't matter. But what about what about uh, um, when did color TV kick in? The first national color broadcast, uh, the 1954 Tournament of Roses parade, occurred on January 1st, 1954. But over the next dozen years, most network broadcast and nearly all local pro programming continued to be in black and white. Yeah. In 1956, NBC's The Perry Como Show became the first live network television series to present a uh, majority of episodes in color. CBS is the big record starring pop vocalist Patti Page mm -hmm. was the first television show broadcast in color for an entire 1957 through 1958 season. So, but is so though you you had a statement in the middle of that that it was like twelve or fourteen years before it. Yeah, actually, it wasn't until the mid nineteen sixties that color sets really started selling in large okay. numbers because they weren't. It took like 10, 12 years for them to really start for it to be the thing to have everything in color. Yeah. Wow. 
All right. Well, let's see. Slow here. transition, kind of, really. I think we've done everything on this list. Well, I can say this: it didn't take that long to go from records to CDs. <laughs> to be sure. To be sure. And then from CDs to MP3s. <laughs> Well, good morning, folks. We'll move on to some of the news stuff. Once again, it's uh, 9.36, February 10th of Friday. So these spy balloons, right? Mm -hmm. U.S. officials released details on the Chinese spy balloon that was shot down Saturday as investigators began to analyze the parts of the craft collected from the ocean's surface. The main electronics payload, reportedly the size of a mid-sized plane, has not yet been discovered from where it sank. Hmm. Officials claimed the spy balloon was equipped with several antennas and solar panels, enough to indicate the presence of multiple intelligence collection systems, likely including high-resolution photography, and audio collection of both encrypted and public signals. Analysts observed the craft's trajectory traced a path proximate to several sensitive U.S. military sites. They go on now. The system is said to be part of a much longer, I'm sorry, much larger Chinese program of spy balloons known to have surveyed no, that word is surveilled. They just misspelled it. Anyway, at least 40 countries. Hmm. Officials believe the order did not come directly from the president of uh, China. Xi Jinping, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. <clears throat> well, <clears throat> amazing. And I am looking forward to what they collect and what they uh, believe was uh, the kind of information they could gather with that system. But it'll take a while. As the NFL benefits lawsuit, the 10 former professional football players filed suit against the NFL yesterday, alleging the league intentionally arbitrarily denied benefits and misrepresented medical information to keep costs down. Among the group, ex-running back Willis McGahee and former veteran cornerback Mike McKenzie. Disability plans for former players are relatively generous, ranging from 65000 to 256000 annually. The players argue the issue is not the level of benefits, but the difficulty in having medical claims approved, particularly in difficulty in establishing a direct casual link between long-term repetitive damage including things like brain injuries, which may not manifest with symptoms immediately. And um, there's a lot more to read about this if you want to explore it. You know, this, I mean, 
reading this and you know have you delved much into this topic by any chance and and, and what uh, I mean we know what the claim claims are and so forth but I mean what has triggered the claims as far as what they're going through and things of that nature no I can't say I have well you know I mean just in a nutshell you know um, a lot of it has to do with uh, you know the time that they spent playing the sport and it's the lingering injuries after like uh, some of them are uh, you know uh, head injuries where they'd had uh, uh, concussions I guess you could oh, say yeah. many the many different concussions and head bangs and things of that nature I've received two concussions in my lifetime yeah but think how many they may have I, I know um, and, and and this is you know this is a pretty a, a pretty big deal and you know I think this is something that a lot of people should should pay attention to right now for for a lot of different reasons you know not only from the money aspect of it but also you know hopefully from future uh, safety improvements of the sport the one thing that we gotta realize is is that you know football is a contact sport and it's dangerous and hopefully with new rules and and even more uh, if they can implement safety equipment uh, that will help deter uh, as many uh, bad injuries and you know one one of the sports that I think that we're going to probably see uh, a rise in as far as people starting to to realize that there was more adverse things that took place with playing soccer uh, soccer is uh, another sport, you know, kids uh, and, and individuals, you know, you're out, you don't have pads on except for maybe your shins or something, uh, you know, and knee pads or something along those lines. But, uh, you know, heads, uh, knocking the ball with your head and things like that. The brain takes a, a lot of shots and stuff like that. And I know there's a lot of research and there's a lot of uh, – discussion and, and things going, going on with with things like that so this is a, a topic that I think that we're going to be facing a lot in the future not only in football but other sports as well Rodney uh, we've only known each other a couple of months but um, I coached soccer at Athens for 14 years and uh, jar varsity and JV right um did I ever play soccer? No. But the athletic director at the time, uh, I had been involved in other things, and he thought that my motivational skills would work well in any sport. So I did it, and I loved it. And there are so many people that are well-known in Athens now, who were among that team. I'll give you an example. Um, Sergio Uloa is a surgeon now, an orthopedist, but he was one of my better soccer players. And, you know, it's kind of a mom, not a mom and dad, a, a mm -hmm. son and dad relationship. And he's helped my uh, past wife and helped me, mm -hmm. you know, as a, as an um, orthopedic surgeon. It's awesome. Well, anyway, um, 
Let's see here. The earthquake down in, um, or rather across in Turkey and northern Syria, as of this morning, they are saying 20,000 deaths. Two days ago, we had 12,000. Then it was somewhat more yesterday, and today they're now saying 20,000. Um, golly. That's another. I don't think that's done yet either. No. Um, now, this would be the deadliest seismic event since the quake left hundreds of thousands dead in Haiti, and that was in 2010. Well, we'll keep, you know, I saw a little video this morning of a rescue of a child that had it three days, a tiny child, three days had been buried in rubble. Mm. And um, uh, the crowd that assembled around him immediately to comfort him and very touching stuff. Yeah, the, you know, I... I, uh, news is, <laughs> it can be enlightening and it can be heartbreaking, that's for sure, all at the same time, and I tell you, that, that, that's kind of an emotional roller coaster, and uh, our, our ability to be able to know uh, almost instantaneously what's transforming, what's taking place across the globe like that is great, and to be able to see great stories like that, it, it's wonderful. Uh, I heard, you know, one this morning of a man that was pulled pulled from the rubble as well. Well, several, you know, listening uh, to the news as well. I listened to, like, BBC and mm -hmm. different things like that in the morning uh, be, uh, before uh, as I get ready for the day. So I get little tidbits of a lot of different things going sure. on. So there are some enlightening things in a dark situation that's going on right there right now. You've heard this already, but I need to mention it because I had a short spell of working with him. Burt Bacharach, six-time Grammy, three-time Oscar, Emmy Award, music composer. He died yesterday, as I recall. He was 94 years of age. And, uh, you know, we have, <coughs> we've been moving, you know, and we're like two-thirds moved. We have so many record albums here yet to be uh, put in shelves and everything. And as I was walking through that section where they're being presently stored on stacks on the, by the walls and everything, <laughs> I can't imagine how many times I've seen Burt Bacharach records. And this morning, it seems to me, some program, I, I think it was on our station, we're playing Bacharach tunes in a row and I've forgotten how many of those were so great you know <laughs> well he was a fine guy what else do we have here I think we've uh, covered this report fairly well um, you know there's all sorts of weirdness going on any time of day any day of the week and uh, so here we got a we. I think weird is fun. Mm-hmm. 
Did you know that in the state of Kansas, you're not allowed to drive a buffalo through a street? <laughs> now, now, let's clarify what driving a buffalo is. <laughs> well, it doesn't use gasoline or um, diesel, if that helps. Did you know that Galileo's middle finger is on display at a museum in Florence, Italy. No, I didn't know that. <sighs> I wonder how that would come about. <laughs> to Google. <laughs> uh, you know, really. A priest on the Titanic refused a place on a lifeboat twice and stayed behind to hear confessions and give absolution to people left on the ship. Huh. Let's see. Humans are not the only ones interested in per, um, performing um, sexual uh, things. Wolves and bears and bats are also known to participate in a variety of sexual things. Hmm. I should have read that first before <laughs> sharing. <laughs> I had to alter it a little bit as I went. Okay, Maine, the, the state of Maine, and I, I know Maine fairly well. I'm a maniac. Um, Maine is the closest U.S. state to Africa. I never would have realized that. It's still pretty far away. Right. When George Washington died, did you know that Napoleon ordered 10 days of mourning in France? No, had no idea. Okay. One quarter of the bones in your body are in your feet. Hmm. That's interesting. Let's see. If you brought all the termites in the world together. They would outweigh all the humans put together by 10 to 1. Goodness. That's a weird one. Yeah. How would they ever come up with that <laughs> um, knowledge? <laughs> yeah. I guess it's just that's scientist's fun. You know, that's the kind of things they do for fun. You remember the expression, the Hundred Years' War? Mm-hmm. It actually lasted 116 years. Interesting. Um, in Ohio, it is against state law to get a fish drunk. <laughs> now okay i don't get it <laughs> i don't <believe. laughs> obviously that was enacted because somebody was doing it <laughs> right <laughs> right exactly i'm trying to imagine this <laughs> what would a fish do different if it was drunk and how would you get it drunk i mean <laughs> 
Poor beard out of his skull. I don't. Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got to. Yeah, I'm wondering. I wonder if this is how do you get a fish drunk? Drunk. <sighs> if the computer has an answer, I'll be surprised. anything uh kind of hang on see can fish get junk yes apparently they're more likely to become antisocial daredevils when the alcohol is mixed with energy drinks (laughs) according to a paper published in the journal of psych psychiatric research a team of researchers discovered this when conducting experiments with zebra fish what is that what our tax dollars are going for getting fish drunk <laughs> it's illegal I, I i think we should stop with this this is sad okay here's another one if uh, major league baseball uh, how many people do you think attend major league baseball games during well, the, during the season. During the season, uh, you know, I'm sure a lot of it depends and hinges on how popular your team is. So we're, we're talking about the whole organization. The whole organization throughout the course of a year. I'm going to say there's probably a million and a half people, maybe. Oh. 56 million. What? Attend Major League Baseball each year. Oh, oh, as a whole, oh, as a whole. Okay, yeah, that would make sense. Okay, I was thinking one team for some reason. Okay, yeah, fifty-six million. Still the the greatest pastime. And what I think is really neat is, you know, baseball in <clears throat> our lifestyles has become a struggle to watch uh, because of the length of the game. Remember, it used to be, you know, that was a nice leisurely way to spend the relaxing. Uh, lazy evening or afternoon at the ballpark and uh, nowadays with our go 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 lifestyles and the way things have been catered to us in uh, a fashion where entertainment is blocked off in one and a half hour to two hour blanks whenever you uh, blocks whenever you are thinking from an entertainment standpoint you know about two hours is the extent that you want to do something you know uh uh, and they speed, and they're speeding the game of baseball up now with a, a pitching clock and things like that that will penalize uh, pitchers and so forth and batters, therefore even uh, for not being in position for for the game to go in a more timely manner. The um, I was one of the founders of the Copperheads and the manager of the team for I think it was fourteen years. Uh, and then I gave it up, and other people were continuing. Um, I, I, games are not fast-paced. No. <clears throat> it is a relaxing experience. And there's times you can hoop and holler, but it, it, it's, it's really interesting to watch the skills. Mm-hmm. And, well, anyway... Okay, another one. I, I got to witness 
the Big Red Machine back uh, in, like, I think it was 1978, if I'm not mistaken. I got to go to one of their Jim Winters. Yeah. It was uh, uh, an amazing time back then in, in baseball, at least when I was a kid, you know. I worked uh, indirectly for Jim. He was the director of all broadcasting and everything. And um, Marty and Joe. Yep. All right, here's another uh, tidbit. Your chances of being killed by a vending machine... <laughs> Probably higher than you think. ...are twice as large as your chance of being bitten by a shark. Really? Uh, first of all, I've never heard of a vending machine death. I know. But evidently, it happens. Now, okay, let me... Unbutton my sleeve. You here. don't don't tell me you stuck your arm in one, right? See that scar there? Uh huh. Uh huh. You did it. <laughs> that's that's a Maury eel. Oh, okay. <laughs> and um, I used to go after uh, different types of shellfish to right to uh, when I lived in Hawaii for dinner. Uh huh. And. They live in these kind of holes, uh -huh. and their best friends are Maury eels. So they stay in there together, and the Maury is the one you got to watch. Right. I have. I caught a bluefin marlin, a Lee Marvin. Lee Marvin, actor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was the drunken cowboy in that <laughs> one film? On, I was aboard Lee Marvin's boat out of um, Hilo on the Big Island and caught a bluefin marlin, 611 pounds. It was the record for several years. That record's been shattered twice since. So how long did it take you to reel in a 600 and would you say 12-pound marlin? 611. 611-pound marlin. How long would that take to reel in? It, it took... I, we, I don't remember. It just seemed like a long time. <laughs> I think someone did at some point make a note of, you did that during the course of, you know, an hour and a half or whatever Right, it was. right, right. I mean, that has to be tiring to do that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Well, folks, we're out of time. Uh, we want you to have a wonderful weekend. I want you to finish that story. I'm sorry I interrupted you on that one, but that sounds like an interesting story. We'll have to do it next show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, we're out of time. We want you to have a very safe weekend. Don't forget Ohio basketball in action tonight. Akron Zips, 7.30 tip-off. And uh, enjoy the 48 degrees that it's going to get up to. It's climbed to 30, uh, 42 already, um, just since we've been on the air. And uh, we should have a sunny weekend. Okay. Um, take care. Have a great one. Okay. In our 73rd year of serving Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H, FM. 